Welcome back to Let's Try Roleplay. This is the first episode of our Star Wars campaign, which we're calling Weapon 26. I'm James, and I'll be your Jedi Master. I'm Henry, and I'll be playing Umanakatima, the Twi'lek with some issues. I'm Robin, and I'll be playing Luna Erebus, the pilot sharpshooter. And I'm Connor, and I'll be playing Tokran Rail Dagos, the ex-Jedi. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Weapon 26! The Empire has reigned the galaxy for over a decade. Whilst most worlds bow to the will of the all-powerful Emperor, there is still hope in the galaxy. A small but growing rebellion fights to disrupt the Imperial rule, gathering any and all information that may aid their cause. Among these rebels, three heroes emerge. Tokrin Veldegos, Luna Erebos, and Uma Nakatima find themselves working with a rebellion cell, hidden far in the Outer Rim. Having established themselves as bounty hunters and smugglers, they have a unique ability to infiltrate the Imperial forces without suspicion. But when the Rebellion learns that the Empire has lost a ship from one of its most secretive agencies, will the Lost Jedi, the Runaway, and the Slave be able to reveal its secrets? So we start with the camera facing out into space. The camera pans bringing a sparse tundra planet into view. This planet is known as CT-46-3. A small shuttle flies overhead, flying towards an asteroid that is in orbit around this planet. As the camera comes in closer, we see a base on the asteroid. It's small and it's developed of several pods interconnected with tunnels. The camera sweeps down and through a window. The room it enters is a bar, or a cantina. There are several patrons sat around, most of them in matching rough and ready improvised uniforms. Some quiet music plays, and there is a hum of chatter and the clinking of glass behind the bar. Behind the bar is a Celestin. At the moment, he is serving three people sat on tall bar stools. A Twi'lek male, a young human female, and an elder Syrian male. Would you guys like to introduce your character? Who wants to go first? Oh, I don't know. How's you volunteering? Was it? Okay, Tokrin, let's yeah, meet I, you. I had to come up with an accent. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't force it. Okay. Um, I'm super excited to play Brief. Star Wars. Brief. I've spoken to you a lot about this recently. I His. just printed off your six-page backstory. Six. Brief. Six. 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 That's six page and Times New Roman size eight. Six <laughs> chapter backstory. Oh, <laughs> 14 chapter backstory. Fucking mad. Right, okay, yes. Yeah, so more, more than I've written in my life. Give us the crib version. Don't okay. go into a huge amount of his backstory. No, 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 no we'll I won't. Bring won't. that up organically. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't know whether anyone knows a big Star Wars fan. We, yeah, am. we're big Star Wars fans. Yeah. Robin is dragged. <laughs> and I'm, no, she's getting there now. But, but, but especially yeah. me, me, James, and Henry, especially, especially me and James, have been absolutely like living our life vicariously mm-hmm. through Star Wars since yeah. we were very young. Oh, <laughs> I'm, us. Kind of, I'm, I'm the kind of fan that's just like, yeah, it's so cool. Wow, that's awesome. Connor and James are the kind of fan where, like, that small character you see three pixels of, his name is this. And he's, his parents are this, this, and this. He's descended from the great hut of blah, blah, blah. That's Connor. I'm, it's real. 
It's all real. Okay. <laughs> it's happening right now in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> but that's a long time ago. Well, no, yeah. um, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's cool. And the light is just reaching us, which is how we can see <laughs> it. How we can watch it on the Sony yeah. screen. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, so I, so having, you know, moved on from this Star Wars addiction I have, uh, my... My backstory for this character is genuinely about 5,000 words long. We will post it at some point. Yes, <laughs> super exclusive Patreon only. But we'll post it, we'll post bits of it at times when it's relevant. Yeah, We yeah. don't want to give it all. No, I'm up for that. Uh, $5 and up Patreon so have access. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you pay 500 we will let you edit bits of the backstory. <laughs> oh, well, I don't even think he would let you pay £500. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, this is... For £500, pounds, you can swap one word to another. <laughs> and it has to be... <laughs> it has to be an irrelevant noun. <laughs> okay, so now I... I am going to be playing a character called Tokrin Rel Dagos. Um, he is an ex Jedi uh, knight. Yeah. Um, so this, James will say a little bit in a bit, but our story's so, set in yeah. sort of the birth of the rebellion. So we are twelve years after uh, Order sixty six, and mm-hmm. he was an ex Jedi. Um, he was never a great Jedi. He was never really in it for the whole religion side of thing. He quite he was force sensitive, but didn't really agree with the whole. He wasn't great at meditation and all that kind of stuff. And he kind of used his force powers to let him get by in the galaxy. And his area of interest and expertise was in mechanics and computers and the way that yeah the way things worked and he used a lot of his force powers to help him in that he's he's almost a jedi that's lucky that the clone wars happened yes because without the clone wars and a time of war sort of thing jedi like him were almost more valued than they would have been otherwise he could have been set aside or maybe even expelled from the order otherwise yeah he didn't fit in very well so i mean he's he's you know if you want to put a word to it he was one of these gray jedi um But um, but yes. Yeah, so during the Clone Wars, he wasn't necessarily. He was never really on the front line fighting. He was always in the background, helping to design things for the war effort. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much detail I want to go in regarding that. More of that can come out. But um, what we can say is that Tokrin's area of exp- expertise, and if you're a Star Wars fan that has seen the Clone Wars, this will be. What we, okay, what we're going to do with this is that we're going to try and live as the whole thing. We'll try and save as close to Star Wars canon as we can for the law, universe, the way things work, and the rules of the universe sort of thing. And how things are from the point that we enter it onwards, we'll be trying to be as close yeah. to the canon as we can. Star Wars is fucking massive, and I might be the, a huge fan. I can't know all of it. There's no fucking way <laughs> that that's going to happen. So when we fuck up, just let us have it. And... Um, we're, what, the way we're going to play this because of the way that role playing games work if we change something that would have changed what would have happened in 4, 5 and 6 onwards we're going to play within that new universe so if these guys want to go and find Luke on uh, Tatooine and kill him we will play a world where a universe Spoilers. where Luke never existed sort of thing yeah. um, but the thing that we're going to do if you're a big Star Wars fan and you've seen the Clone Wars then we have a small sort of we thought it would be fun to play a little bit of a reference and add our own bit into the canon of that um so Henry, you haven't seen this part of it, so you won't actually know what's happened. But this won't be a no, this won't be a spoiler for it. Um, but it won't make mean anything to you. You have to sort of know this. But okay. um, I'm on season four. <laughs> um, Tokrin was uh, responsible for designing a biomechanical chip that was implanted into the clone troopers 
uh, they had a sort of version of this already, but Tochrin worked on it and improved it. It enabled them to be better combatants, respond better to orders, so they were a bit more submissive and less like Django Fett, and they that sort of thing. Um, and a big part of Tochrin's backstory is that he was responsible for designing that ship. If you are a massive Star Wars fan and know what that means, you'll know why Tochrin is so over working for being part of the Jedi and why he feels so guilty around Order 66 and all that sort of stuff. So you bastard. <laughs> this is so, me just finding this out and I'm just like, how dare you? So what So what happened is that Tochrin has this sort of inadvertent role into the happenings of Order 66. And so after that, he was done with the Jedi Order. Do you know what? Um, and left uh, and sort of disconnected himself from the Force. And He very narrowly, narrowly escaped Order 66. Yes, because and during his escape, he got horrifically injured. Um, from the Jedi Temple. From the Jedi Temple. And he manages to escape to another planet. But we can go into that in a bit. Yep. Um, but there was something else I was going to say. Well, we can, we can briefly say um, he, he, es- he escaped heavy injury. So... Um, in a second we'll describe what Tochran looks like and his injury will come into it you survived on Ryloth for about a decade yep um, living there until you met Luna um, okay uh, do you want to describe what Tochran looks like <clears throat> okay so okay. describe what he's currently wearing and <laughs> picture right there we have <laughs> pictures and they're pretty close okay so Tochran is a Syrian who is mm-hmm. uh, Mundi's race um, so big sort of twice as tall big head two as bra- all of us our friends describe it tumor head <laughs> tumor head yeah <laughs> uh, two brains which means that they're super smart and whatnot. Um he he uh, how old did we decide he was going to be 47 something yeah, like that yeah so pu- pushing 50 um, yeah. and he's got of like stringy grey greying hair um, around, mm. and he's wearing so I, I think at the moment he's probably wearing sort of Jedi-esque clothes. Yeah. But, you know, for how long? We don't know because the Jedi are exiled in you, this world. You're currently wearing... Yeah, so if you decide... You're in a bar at the moment. So the way you are, you guys are currently is... A, we're, I'm setting this kind of in the idea... Again, like, without looking it all up, I couldn't be completely sure. I couldn't be completely sure. But, you know, the timeline sort of fits with it being Rebels. The sort of yeah. Rebels TV show sort of time. And I'm thinking of the Rebellion as being in, in Series 1 of Rebels. The Rebellion is small cells that exist who are in communication with each other, but it's not a rebel, massive Rebel alliance that we see in 4, 5, and 6. And I think that's sort of where you guys at the moment are in... You guys have been working with the Rebels in some respect. We'll go into later. Mm-hmm. And you're currently sitting in a base of one of the Rebel cells. Okay. Can I just say, I just realised looking at the picture there, like it looks as if you've just got a massive like mohawk going down yeah. your head. That it is does. really cool. No, fair. Um, anything else to say about talking? So he's and he's got a and massive scar up one side of his face. That's pretty important to yeah. point out. So he's got. Um, so during his injuries, well, in his escape from the Jedi Temple in Order sixty six, um, his right arm was crushed. Um, and all down his, the right hand side of his face you were and caught in body. an explosion and a falling pillar so he's got horrific scarring down the right hand side of his body and he now has a robotic right arm mm-hmm. and he would have uh, one robotic right eye yes and if in the sort of starter 
campaign thing that we did last year or so that we played through, which isn't going to matter too much. But the one thing that did happen in that is that he did become completely blind because he fucked up. Yeah. So at the moment he is wearing uh, an eye like uh, a band round his uh, head, covering both of his eyes, and I think um, that he can still he can still see um, a little bit, but through the force, so he kind of he gets a, a an idea of his surroundings, but he can't actually see. Yeah. So like, like, we, like Connor said, we had a test the campaign that we played to learn the rules of this system and also just for fun. Um, the story of that is completely irrelevant to what we're doing here. We've basically wiped a lot of it clean anyway. Um, so don't worry about that. It's This is going to be... So we've just taken our characters that we liked in that and inserted them into a new story. Yeah. And we just... such just some things that happened in it we just like too much to throw away. For example, the <laughs> blinding, which actually also happened to Henry's character, although we thought two characters being blind, we'll mod that slightly and we'll go into that in a sec. Do you yeah. want to talk about Uma now? Are you happy? Have you done uh, I'm sorry, I think... So I he's... feel like he won't be until he's read the, no. <laughs> read the novelization. So I, th- I, th- I think if you were to put it talking into a few words he's <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he's he's intelligent he, he's very good with computers and yep. mechanics that kind of stuff he's an ex-jedi but is sort of like not particularly happy with the way the order is and has sort of distanced himself from the force in the same way that luke is in episode eight although i had the idea before yes, <laughs> like, yes. before episode eight was released you're a bit you're of a bastard bit that, grumpy but bit grumpy but- uh but he kind of he, he understands his place in the world now. Yeah. Just just a few words. <laughs> just a few words. <laughs> Did anyone time that? Uma, just... would you like to go next? Um, uh, I'll do it in character. Okay. Yes, okay. you have a character voice. As do all three of you. If Robin ever, I can't do accents. We have we'll, been we'll, over this. We'll put I emphasis on your voice when you're in character. That'll work. Um, oh. So, um, greetings. Uh, my name is Uma Nakatima. Um, I am a uh, Twi'lek. Uh, Uma Nakatima in Hotis, uh, it means uh, nobody loves you, pretty much. Um, it is the... Not like our um, translation earlier. It is a... Uh, it, it, it was given to me by my old masters, mm-hmm. um, but we'll go into that probably never. Um, I am a Twi'lek. Uh, blue. Um... I don't know, I'm kind of short, but don't talk about it. <laughs> um, and, you know, um, I grew up a slave. Yep. And I was a translator for my hut master. Do we agree what planet you were a slave on, or do we leave it for now? Um, it was the one that was... Um, um, was it Nashadar no, or something like it that? it wasn't there. I can't, we might have just left it. It's um, a hut control system. And we, yeah. we may, like, with some other things, we may make up new systems and stuff like that mm-hmm. for our purposes so we don't fuck um, stuff. So, yeah, I was a slave to a hut. I worked <laughs> as his translator. I'm, I have a bit of a knack for languages. Um, less so now for other reasons. Um, but, <laughs> um, yes, after a few years, I kind of, well, when I was about 16, I sort of led slash participated in a bit of a rebellion during which time I had the pleasure of murdering him and stealing some of the stuff from his vault. I then ran away, tried to get to the only home I'd ever known, um, which was, I'd been told of a place called Ryloff by some of the other slaves that, uh, that raised me. And I, well, went to Ryloff. Nobody liked me there because I used to be a slave. 
a bunch they of bastards. They shunned you as an outsider of not being born on Rhinoth, yeah. A bunch of pricks. Um, <laughs> and then I, they said, oh, go to this place with the other outsider. And then I met these two, because, you know, they're not Twi'lek, so... We can go into that a bit as well. Oh, and in a second. I took a bit of a blow to the head. Yeah, so in, in the final combat of our previous campaign, I just caught something else, but you received an injury to the head when he was blinded. Yes. <laughs> and how would you describe that, the result of that? I mean, it is volatile. <laughs> <laughs> Never quite sure what I'm going to do. Never was beforehand. Now it's just, you know... So, for being blind, there are rules in it in the, within the game. Um, basically, it's penalties against vision-based things. Mm-hmm. Um, for Uma's disability, we've homebrewed a little idea that we thought would be fun. We, we played around with a couple of different ideas, none of them we were particularly happy with, but we've come up with the idea that he has some sort of PTSD-style head injury-related problem. Um, so we're going to do it that occasionally I will ask Uma to make a fear check on any fear check this will happen but occasionally I'll make him to make him do a fear check in which maybe the other players don't need to for fun um, <laughs> if he fails this fear check uh, then Uma will uh, and of course the, the difficulty of the check is dependent on the situation that he's in um, I won't try and influence that too much but the, the idea is that if he fails it he forgets where he is and what he's doing in that moment. We've we've given Henry a, a little bit of freedom to choose that he might because we we thought it would be fun if he thought right. He'll decide what his exact reaction is and well confirm it with me. Uh, but it might be that he in the middle of a combat forgets what he's supposed to be doing suddenly and doesn't know where he is. He will remember who Ooh. he's with. He he doesn't forget his name. He doesn't forget his backstory. He doesn't <laughs> forget his friends. He just like guys. Why the fuck are we doing what we're doing? Um, and also, you probably know, at the most inopportune time. Exactly, that's what I want to do. And but also, we said we said it might be fun if he plays around with ideas like you know, it occur, it happens to him, and immediately he starts to fight somebody that maybe he shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll play it by ear. But it's just a, it's a general sort of fun mechanic. We um, thought we'd add in as a punishment for being yeah. so incompetent. I'm basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm basically just gonna pl- see what the situation is and do the wrong thing, whatever the wrong thing is. <laughs> good. Yes, good. But we'll give you the freedom to play with yeah. that as much as you want. Cool. Um, you're specific- we should mention that you're specifically a bit coy about your past. Yeah, um, I do not like to talk about it. Particularly surrounding your escape from the huts. It's, um, it's, you don't like to talk about it, do you? No. Uh, it's information <clears throat> that nobody really needs to know. Exactly. Um, but yes, as, um, well, as James just said, some of my friends call me Uma. Uh, it's for short. Um, you cannot call me that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much me. Everything you're going to get. So your full name is Uma Nob- Nakatima. Nobody which, loves. Um, nobody it's loves you. the direct translation is something like "You are unloved now." It's basically like when uh, when they took me, they were like, "No, this is your new name because now there's no one to love you." Because I don't know. So what is it? What is it when you shorten it? It's uh, just Uma. like yeah, no. But then what does that translate to when you short? It's like nobody. No, but yeah, no, but no, but no. You yeah, you were the acted sort of as a several jobs within the hut household, mm-hmm. I suppose. But kind most of, mostly as a as you aged a translator. Yeah, some like, people don't like droids. In in the um, uh, like the the Twi'lek, the mm. white skins, well, pink skins Twi'lek that helps Jabba the Hutt, kind of <laughs> that fortunate. job. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> um, 
exactly what I was talking about earlier. But, I'm that. But with a bit of yeah, so you'd be. You, I mean, it's very likely that you you were sort of a good translator. You, you're good with languages, and I think what we'll do with you is that there'll be a cer- certain of the basic languages. We'll just be like, right, Uma knows this language. Some yep. other ones I still make you roll for. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, as everyone else does with xenology, um, but. Yeah, there probably was a droid there as well that translates. Some of the people people hot steel with don't like droids, yeah. so it would have been better for you to deal with them. Yeah. Um, but there probably was some sort of weird rivalry between you and the droid. The droid Fu- probably did not like you at Fuck all. Fuck that droid. <laughs> I killed him too. <laughs> Used him for parts. Would you, Robin, like to once again introduce the sensible one in the party? Yeah. <laughs> intentional this is just, <laughs> just, just, just reflects your personality <laughs> yeah, in real life the one person who isn't blind or maimed in any way cool so, also the only one that does any damage <laughs> <laughs> so I play a human keeping it simple called like it. Luna Erebos she has a big fuck off rifle and a jetpack <laughs> and flies the ship which did we decide on? Have we decided on him? Yes, I think, you, oh, I think James. It's a good point. You decided very simply. You guys fly. Uh, you own a YT twenty four hundred freight light freighter. It's basically a modified looking version of. It's a modified ship from the Millennium Falcon. It's that series sort of thing. It looks similar. It's got the same sort of offset cockpit sort of thing. Yeah. And it's called the Eclipse, I think we settled on. Mm-hmm. About an hour ago, yep. finally. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's called cool. the Eclipse. You. Yeah, Luna pilots it. Yep, it's my baby. My, mm-hmm. The Eclipse is my baby. Um, apart from that one time you crashed it. Apart, what? Or was that the other ship? No, that, that was, was the other ship. Other ship. <laughs> yeah. See? Did you check yourself before you wreck yourself? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I failed a fear check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am. What am I doing? You can't use that. I didn't make you check. So, I did it myself. <laughs> so, she's 24. About five foot nine, hair is jet black that has these random blue streaks things with through it. Yeah. I don't know why. I, it seemed cool at the time. Um, do you like putting colours in your hair? I do, because I can't do it in real life. You, can, um, you just need to bleach it first. Oh, I can't be arsed. Um, yeah, so just quick, short and simple. She grew up in a very wealthy inner rimish kind of planet. Um, yep. Her parents were Impressed. very wealthy, well and hey, her in a rim. Yeah, in a rim. Woof, in Big fan of rimming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, rimming. Um, Welcome uh, to the inner rim. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of the outer rim personally, but it is dirtier. <laughs> right. Oh. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um. Yeah, her parents were, um, her dad was a senator and they were very wealthy. Yes. She was a bit of a spoiled kid, um, but was really close with her uncle, who was a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Order 66 happened, shit went down, uncle died, she ran away from home. Uncle was, died in front of you? Uncle died in front of me. Oh, shit. He was, um, he was on world at, um, on leave. Yep. With, with Luna when he died. Yep. Uncle died in front of me. Um... Which I was very upset about because I was very close to my uncle. My brother, however, was not. So he's set on planet where I ran away from the planet and have been just. This will be a homebrew planet when once we make it Probably, up. Yeah. yeah. If, if I ever think of a name. Um. Yep. So she ran away from the planet because she was sick to death with her with her parents after that and didn't want anything to do with them. So she's been on an everlasting gap year. 
for a couple of years now. <laughs> intergalactic gap yar. Inter- intergalactic gap yar. Um, running around the place, shooting things, just surviving on her own until she ran into these fuckwits and decided they were a good bunch of people to pal around So you, you specialise in long range weaponry basically sniper rifles, things like that. Yep, long range weaponry yeah, and piloting is so her shit. We'll start off by saying we are current, we, we'll go into the rules of this system a little bit more. We're using um, later sorry, uh, but we're using the, the Star Wars Force and Destiny which is just part of the whole Star Wars RPG thing, Edge of Empire uh, Age of Rebellion um, all of those sort of things. We we chose to go with Force and Destiny because it was the one that I could get the cheapest at the time. Um, <laughs> also, but, Force powers. But also, we like we like Force powers exactly. So we wanted to play an extra day and all that sort of stuff. Um, the only reason I mention that is for reasons I can't explain. Yes, the only reason I mention that is because uh, all four of our characters are Force sensitive, and that's just a byproduct of the of the system that we use. Is that within Force and Destiny, you are all three four. of our characters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was like a review of like I'm not the DM. Bring in George <laughs> Lucas. Sorry, no, yeah, I just all four. Yeah, dude, we could. Would get that be this. a good? Would there be a good reception, or would it be a? I'd bad be, I'd reception? be so into it. What, I'd be like, oh, what prequel shit are we gonna George do now? Lucas and it's VJ. <laughs> George Lucas mask on. Um, <laughs> Buckle up, fuck wits. <laughs> what do you mean? Anyway, you need to leave. No, so that, that's a byproduct of the system that we chose to use is why all of our characters are force sensitive. But we, yeah, we've tried to tailor our characters to more what they do. So we've got high level of force power to start off with with Tokrin, and then a bit less for the other two. But it's if we if I go into now a little bit, just I'll quickly recap how you guys met. So. Whilst uh, whilst exiled on Ryloth, um, Tokrin lived on the dark side of Ryloth. Um, quite commonly came over to the light side to try and scavenge things after a certain period of time. He was able to because of reasons in his backstory. Read online now. Uh, he um, <laughs> Patreon five pound and over. But he um, page twelve, paragraph three of the backstory. <laughs> Subsection D. <laughs> <laughs> Appendices at the back. Chapter seven. <laughs> But on, on one of these trips, he ran into a young girl, Luna, who was basically using you think force about it, powers no. to. I did not just assume your gender. We just went through it. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was using uh, force powers to basically. Basically, she's been spending her time acting as a smuggler, hired gun, adventurer, not bounty hunter, sort of anything like that. Sort of whatever work she can get, anything mostly anything that will allow her to travel the galaxy. She ended up on Ryloth and was being hassled by some people. Tokrin saw her use her force powers to stop this. And in doing so, he realised that basically she attracted the wrong kind of attention. Um, hey, hey. And he managed to get her <laughs> to some, some degree of safety um, back at his camp on the dark side, where the two of them discussed basically the force powers. I think Luna was a bit intrigued by meeting another Jedi. He'd have probably explained that he was why he knew what he knew about it's reluctantly, little, reluctantly after, a, after a few hours of who the fuck are you? It's a mixed kind of bag because you'd have been intrigued, intrigued, but it brings up a lot of yes. things. So she's a yeah. bit against the idea. Yeah, but you then at a certain point in within this backstory, uh, Tokken was called off world by a, a con- basically he's only recently been able to develop the technology to actually contact the outside world because he's only in recent years been able to get to the light side where the most of the resources are uh, and he actually, he's just about repaired his ship um, at this point when he's contacted by a friend of his from 
the Clone Wars days. Someone that is now acting within the realms of the the uh, rebellion. And this was the character that if you is in one of the starter. I think her name was like Roman or something. Yeah, so in one of the the starter pack thing, we played through that thing, and the idea is that he went off and did this adventure with Luna. Luna was sort of realised, yeah, I'll probably get paid for it. There's adventure involved, and I'm not really done with asking some questions of this weird Jedi bloke. Um, This guy seems he can fix my ship. Yeah. Oh yeah, your ship was damaged. How was your ship damaged? Did you crash it? Well, some some bits were stuck. I think so. When what James was yeah, saying about the dark side of, of Ryloth, Ryloth is a non-rotary planet, so it has a constantly dark and a constantly light side. Um, and Tokrin, uh lived on the dark side of uh, the planet because it was where he would get the least attention. Um, and he went around trying to scavenge through different uh, shipwrecks. Um, because uh, ships would co- would often crash on that side um, and not be found, because his own ship was uh, crashed, crash landed on Ryloth. Um, he went around trying to take bits of scrap metal from different ships to be able to try and rebuild his ships so he could escape the planet. Mm. And he found um, a ship with quite a lot of a use- very nice ship, a very nice Thank ship you. with quite a lot of useful things that he might have needed. Um, which turned which turned out to be Luna's ship. <laughs> this is all so, news to me as well. So pretty much rendered it useless, mm-hmm. um, and then he was sort of indebted to Luna inadvertently as well when she finds out that he pretty much ransacked her ship to yeah. be able to. Fund and she his has own. a big gun. Yeah, so they were kind of indebted to each other through this, and that was sort of the reason why they started adventuring together. Exactly. Well, so okay, I've looked at the name. Romand is this character that's within the starter pack that contacted Tokrim. Well, short of it, we won't go into the total motivations of it, but he feels like he doesn't really want to do it, but then feels guilty by not doing it, so he goes to help her out and ends up stopping some sort of problem with uh, Luna. And then he promises to take her back to Ryloth and help repair her ship. When they, re- um, when they found themselves back there, they found a young Twi'lek being basically attacked by several other Twi'leks at Tokrin's base. They seem to have dragged him here. This is Uma. Uh, has been dragged to Tokrin's sort of home and is being sort of assaulted by them. And they go to try and intervene before realising they really don't need to. And, <laughs> you know, Uma deals with these... These guys are nothing. These guys aren't combatants. They're just travellers. And, you know... Uma's not exactly a soldier, but being a slave of the hut has been pitted against combatants and monsters and other slaves, all that sort of stuff, several times. He's, he knows how to handle himself. Um, at which point they meet Uma, um, who is, to be honest, they help him out a little bit, and he's a little bit happy that he's actually had somebody stand up for him for once. I'm it's a bit, bit like weird about it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but the, did the not need three to of them. Day and talk to each other, and this is how you guys met. It's now been two years-ish, give or take, a year okay. and a bit since you guys have met. In that time, you have done a modified version of our campaign kind of thing. You have basically... Uh, you guys helped stop uh, an Inquisitor, oh. which was really cut and go. I mean, you, got, you, you were blinded by him. You've now got PTSD. 
You were lucky because you were still on the other side of the room and you didn't really go over to you. With your <laughs> okay. I was doing damage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only one we were taking it. <laughs> there was an inquisitor who went a little bit rogue from the Empire, maybe, and and um, discovered. We played around with the idea. He, he discovered the, the Valley of the Jedi, um, used it to to infuse the Force into some stormtroopers who became the reborn um, if you've played uh, Jedi Outcast 2 then, um, <laughs> it's that stealing that no shut up no it's um, just that but I, I like the idea of influxing the galaxy with a few more dark force users for you to guys to encounter there'll be inquisitors and other characters as well but I like the idea of just having some random people that just exist as well cool. um, so these guys are out there somewhere possibly um, this caught the eye, the eye of a, rebel- a local rebellion cell to you guys um, or, or of the or a rebellion cell has caught your eye. You are now sat in their base, Topgrim. In the last year, well, since you guys have met them, you have proved your worth to them time and time again. You have done supply missions for them. You have uh, tracked down people that have been harming their their soldiers. You've taken out bounty hunters. You have um, taken out corrupt officials um, in assassination ways but you guys have lit the fire of the rebellion effectively you've been helping them mm. Tokrin you're eh. yeah you, you do it you feel okay it's probably the right thing to do I'll do it Luna you're enjoying it I think we discussed I think it was initial reluctance we thought it was more again it was a thing to do and it was a thing to get food because she's after all adventure. the after all the shit that happened, she was just very didn't. It's a bit more of what you do already, really. But she didn't really care no. about anything else. Like no, nothing had ever really helped her. And but it's growing but to care. It is growing. Mm. Honest, she is growing to. Luna help. is the one who takes the rebellion side the most. I not she's not diehard, but out of the three of you, the the rebellion matters the most to Luna. Mm. It something about it speaks to her the way that her uncle would have wanted. What what sort of thing that her uncle would have stood for? Uma likes a good fight. I mean, I'm into it. But you, um, yeah, so you guys have done several jobs. You've also been very handy that you guys have infiltrated into, well, not infiltrated, you guys have also worked for the, re- the Empire. On behalf of the Rebellion, you have done certain jobs for the Empire that has laid you privy to information that you can pass on. You've done nothing dark, but you guys have you've done bounty hunter work for them. You've tracked down rogue Imperials that are trying you know, trying to escape the Empire that have done some bad things that even the Empire want to kill them for, sort of thing. You, you've, you've been very selective about the jobs you accept, but you have also done smuggler runs and things like that. Some things that you know, generally are pretty bad you know, you've You've helped carry weapons to planets they're trying to enslave and stuff like that, but nothing big. You've never been responsible for anything. But the no benefit you the, the benefit you've always got from these missions is outweigh has been you've it's, always done this with the blessing of the rebellion. It's all stuff that if we don't do it, someone else will. So yeah. we may as well do it. Exactly. You know the dark side of Ro- <laughs> in Rogue One, they try and show the dark side of the rebellion, assassin spies, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. People that do the the wrong things for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. That's what, you guys did a little bit of that, and because none of you are Uma's pretty happy doing it. Oh, Luna does me. a lot of this stuff anyway, and Tokrin's not a Jedi anymore. Yeah. Um, you're quite... You guys will do this for the Rebellion, and it pays well. Yeah. Um, so you guys have been doing a lot of that for about a year and a half-ish, something okay. around that time now. You guys are known quite well by the Rebellion. 
Some of the Rebellion know you personally, Tokrin. Yep. They're now older than they were originally, but <laughs> some of them fought alongside you in the Clone Wars, which has earned you the rank of General. A rank you don't particularly like. <laughs> General Deagles. <laughs> you off. have been awarded the rank that you originally held within the Clone Wars. Um, I think they sort of automatically... They just sort Je- of... Jedi yeah. were always sort of automatically generals yeah. of whatever ship they were commanding. They, some or... of them know who you are, but... They don't. You don't act like a general. You don't order. You don't. You're not involved in meetings. No. You just. You just have the title. It doesn't really benefit you. <laughs> You've yep. got the office, but you don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> through your time in, in and through the other two, uh, Luna, you currently hold the rank of captain, Ooh. and Uma, you hold the rank of lieutenant. And he both neither cares and is annoyed that the other two are better than. <laughs> <laughs> but you have. Um, yeah. So you you guys are officers effectively within the rebellion. It's a bit weird because you are black ops. You guys aren't really... Effectively. You guys aren't really... Within the... You don't... You don't hold a proper position really yeah. within the ranks of the rebellion. You ranks are real and they will give you the benefits of those ranks but you guys don't use it properly. No. Um, you guys aren't those kind of people. You're not military. Most You're not military. Huh? Mostly because I don't know how. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like I have a rank, and I can look at someone else, and I can see where they have a rank slide, but I don't know what it means, so I don't know if they're above or below me. Oh, so exactly. Like, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just leave it. Number of dots, my friend. <laughs> Number of. You're assuming I can count. There's also several colors of dots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two blue and uh, right. Yeah. Blue. The fact means that you know this. Blue means that I've looked this up so often recently because <laughs> I need to know what the ranks were. Blue means that they're navy. Red means that they're army. Um, general means that your army and we'll just go through this because then you know what basically or I found a simple version of it that means that every rank has the same name we're not going to do differences between ranks because I know in the real military yeah. certain ranks are different within different military branches the only difference is admiral is the same as general in the navy versus the alliance within the rebellion as I currently understand it and if anyone emails me in to tell me that that is wrong I don't care oh, it makes sense because admiral Ackbar yeah, exactly. But like, yeah. And then, Admiral Holdo, like Twitter. Yeah. So the admirals, I think maybe it might be slightly higher or something. But and from for my purposes, admiral and general hold the same rank. So when you meet admirals, which you will, that's the general idea. The fuck me with the imperial rank system. Never gonna understand that. There's too many weird there's coloured moth. squares. <laughs> not there's moth, not moth. Stormtrooper. <laughs> like it's admiral, and then you got all the moths, which are way higher. And then grand admiral, which is a really weird rank that. Kind, only like four people have and it just means that you're kind of like the best but mm-hmm. no one really knows <laughs> yeah yeah no fair right mm. we're in a bar right you guys are sat in a bar hey good what do you say what are you doing can what? i grab the bar the bartender as he walks by actually grab and be him. like hey pal can i get three Hello? can i get three pints of jawa juice <laughs> he scuttles off good good what is what is Java juice? Java juice? You not heard of a Java juice? Ah, Java juice! I tell you, I tell you. I mean, I've, I, uh, I mean, it doesn't know. come. For, it doesn't come for the actual Jawas. It, oh. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. It's it's alcoholic anyway. Oh, okay. I don't know. You've been you've been working hard today. I mean, I usually just drink some blue milk. <laughs> <laughs> the Celeste comes me. back. If you're wondering what he is, he's the one that looks like melted pancakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's mm. the co-pilot in six. But yeah, he comes back and he's, oh, got, like near he's got like an apron on. It's dirty as shit. <laughs> this place is... It's a, it's a base on an asteroid. It, 
if you were like in real life on this base in this asteroid, you'd be scared shitless because it looks like shit. <laughs> it's like it's like kind of weirdly put together, and it's not particularly the you know it's not yeah it's not top of the line tech. Star Wars universe, it's okay, it's fine. Everyone knows that it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes back. He's like, oh, damn it, here we go. Is this um, so? Are we surrounded by there's, other rebels? There's other rebels. So there's not. They're not all really wearing uniform. It's kind of like they're trying to mismatch. You kind of make a uniform. Some of the you know, officers that you might see sat around have a more rebel-looking uniform. Okay. Um, more sort of like it looks more like they're trying to be a rebel. The other guys look a little bit like you. They're sort of wearing rough, ragged, whatever, their own sort of clothes with a badge on it, maybe, or maybe nothing at all. Maybe they're a bit like you. You guys don't have your insignias on you. Yeah. Okay, fair. But it's all rebels. It's all rebels. Okay. This is a rebel cell basis. Early yeah. rebel times. I'll take one of the Jawa juices you hand me. I'm like, well, me, I'll try it. And I'll, I'll, I'll pass one over it to Lynn. bitter tasting. I passed, passed one over to Luna and I was like, you, you, you like this place? I mean, it's not... I know you're a bit of a posh arse, so... You, Luna's you, trying you, to think you, of an accent you, right now. Your, your upbringing, upbringing doesn't maybe uh, lend you to this You've type been, of thing. Uh, quiet I can't thing. think of an accent. It's genuinely so <laughs> you bad. You seem to have lost your words there. Luna, how are you doing You haven't talked much. You are cool. <laughs> I don't know what this is. You do I made this one up on the spot. I'm really regretting it now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, just yeah, do something. Just don't pick one where it remains. It's reliant on the phlegm level of your throat. Oh. <laughs> go, go, for, just go for something out, and you'll find the accent at some point in the campaign. It'll just come out. Yeah, if it comes out at some point, it's fine. What we'll to say you got hit on the head? <laughs> it does seem to happen. <laughs> it does. Literally, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. Just put emphasis on when you talk as your character. Yeah. What? So rather than sort of like if you talk as you, you just talk like this, but if you're talking as a character, maybe just be like so yes, like just kinda emphasize it a bit. Just talk. <laughs> just I don't talk. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Mid bit. Whoa, just straight into it like that? Yeah. Ooh. I get hit by a bus. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, fucking owie. A mid bus. <laughs> huh? A mid bus. Mid bus. A mid bus. Guys, we're all in the same room. We hey. are. For the first time in a while. Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> I floated away and disappeared. <laughs> I have no idea when the last time we did a mid bit all together was. It like, was. Way before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. Oh! Sail away! We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that joke later when we yeah. actually talk about it. We'll do it again. <laughs> Except, no, you, yeah, but you can do it. Oh, I was going to say that far, far segue, but that was the segue oh. here, but it's not going to be a segue later. So oh, that was sense. beautiful. Sorry, so, yeah. Segue. So, what are we talking about? What are we going to talk about? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 he with the actual list. Oh, he with the list. I was going to say, we are all back together, so that means that we're going to start recording again to give these people more shit to listen to. Hey! That's good. What are we recording, Henry? Uh, we'll find out when I write it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're uh, D&D Season 2, I believe. Ooh. Ooh. It's going to be weird playing those characters again. Will Ibithane yeah. wear a coat? No. You're Will Ibithane wear naked. anything? But the coat. <laughs> DD season two takes place at a nudist colony, so I'm sorry. Oh, oh. damn. That sounds good. Yeah. 
That sounds good. Not bad, not bad. No AC. Anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. So we're all like me. Yeah. (laughs) No, fair enough. Good stuff. We are hoping that you are... Well, if you're listening to this, you're either the last episode of the first part of Pokemon Mm -hmm. or the first episode of Star Wars. Yeah. Have we said what the name is yet? I'm not sure. But if you're listening to this, you've probably got... We've probably put the name up somewhere. Yeah. And if not... We're Big calling reveal. it Weapon 26. Spoilers! Mm. Why? <gasps> well, why Weapon 26? Because yeah. there's 26 weapons. Oh, fuck, so there is. Mm. Mm. There's that's... always 26 weapons. You know, Aragorn, that's why it took him so long to get changed! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's called Weapon 26 for a reason that should become aware, uh, like, become apparent during the campaign, but mm. never did. <laughs> I didn't, did well, it? No, I think we did. I, I think, think you had to explain we... it to I us. I think I explained it because I realised that I hadn't explained it well enough. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't made it obvious enough. But it's, yeah. But an omen of things to come. <laughs> if, you can, if you can figure out that out. there. Ooh, that's something that's coming in this that I can spoil for this campaign. There is a challenge in there. We promised that if somebody could figure something out, we would give out a t-shirt. We did. Oh, fuck. So that. if you want a Let's Try Roleplay t-shirt... Then in I believe episode one or two of Star Wars, there I is a, it's episode one. There is a competition. There yeah. is. Mm, I remember yeah. this. It's 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 it's, uh, it's episode two. It's episode two. I've just remembered. Yeah. Can I enter it? Because I have no recollection <laughs> <laughs> of what this no, is. Uh, yeah, I just did the previously for it, and I was just like, I don't remember what this is. I don't remember yeah. what it is. Can I get the t-shirt? No. Oh. You have one, I think. I, I could. No, just one. One. Yeah. But yeah, so competition episode two. Get in there. Yeah. Email yeah. us your responses. Contact us in any way. And I promise I will actually send out a Let's Try Roleplay t-shirt. Mm. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. As long as you're happy sending us your address or something. I don't know how we would post it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just as long as Thick Daddy doesn't win it because are we going to have to send this thing to America? Yeah. I'll, we'll have to chip in for postage. It's not that expensive. If it is... I will buy it off an American website to have it shipped to him. Because oh. ah. we don't have people that make us t-shirts or anything, so we, I would it would be like me buying and making buying a make t-shirt and having mm. it delivered to you. The okay. Fact, the fact that that impressed us all quite a lot is quite worrying. Yeah. We were all like, "Oh my god, wow!" Yeah, yeah but that's hot. no, that's fine. Yeah, thick daddy, if you want to, if you want to do it. Fucking go for oh, it. Yeah. 100%. And anyway, anyway, the UK, UK based people, that's absolutely fine as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Anyone, I think really? we might we might draw the line. If you're from Kazakhstan Not and you want we, we we will work out a way to send it to Kazakhstan. Yes. But uh, we no, can, you have to or, come to us. <laughs> we'll order off a Kazakhstani website. I, maybe <laughs> I don't know Borat will hand deliver it <laughs> exactly. exactly exactly that'll be our first merch giveaway if will. you win the t-shirt please send us a picture of you wearing the t-shirt yeah. oh yeah. yeah good point I don't know how we would get somebody's address because that might be I don't know if people are comfortable giving us an address but we'll find a way and if you have any suggestions how to do that send us let us know yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. but yeah Star Wars I'm very much looking forward to that it's good we just very recorded good. the intros for it we did and, mm-hmm. they were bad my god, they are impromptu and <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But a, but a good time had by all. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and this week we will have some treats on the Instagram and social medias just of some like little leading up artwork yeah. and, and stuff like that. So James like, just James ahead. just previewed to us some of the stuff that's going to be going up and we were very impressed. It's very, very good. So Yeah. yeah. His yeah. drawing skills are... Whew, whew. Par. Par. <laughs> 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 drawing skills are woof mediocre at best <laughs> yeah, mediocre they are par but that's just because I, I draw with a golf stick mm. club 
Golf clubs? Golf stick? Go, go, golf play, bat. I play golf with sticks. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. But yeah, we're also finished the first part of My Pokemon Academia. Mm-hmm. We have. Which, yeah, some big shit happened at the end of that. Yes. So that's mm. good. Which you, if they, if you're listening to it in Pokemon, it won't quite have happened yet. So it's I think now. Yeah, it's it was about well, to maybe, happen maybe. In, in like the next twenty minutes or so. It'll be happening. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing that happened just before this was Professor Alder going hello there. <laughs> is actually I think <laughs> how I ended. What that. a perfect segue into doing Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. But yeah, we will be doing Star Wars for between 10 and 15 episodes something Some, like somewhere that, in that. Mm-hmm. and then we will be jump- totally edited so we'll <laughs> yeah not quite yep. yet and then we'll be jumping straight back in uh, to my Pokemon Academia Pokemon again yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. be good mm-hmm. diving straight back into that yeah, exactly we've got some really good responses about Pokemon yeah, yeah. 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 Been, been... people seem to really like it mm. that's yeah which is really nice Especially because we recorded it so long ago. Yeah. When we didn't know how to do a podcast. And I think that was one of the things we were worried about was because it was sort of us from the beginning again. Yeah. And we think we're better at podcasting now. We think. Yeah, probably. We believe. (laughs) It's what you believe. Yeah, exactly. But it's nice that people have responded well to stuff that we were, you know, we were sort of like, oh, I hope they don't mind it being a bit touchy, touchy touchy-goey again. Touchy-goey. A bit touchy. Send us your address. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine. Shit. To this touchy goey podcast. Yeah, fucking wonderful. For an extra five pound, you can pay one of us to put the t-shirt on you. Yeah. Can you send things to post offices? We could do that. We could send it to a post office for you. Yeah, you can. I, don't I completely missed what Robin said there as yeah. well. <laughs> Unfortunately, my brain was thinking on a different thing, and now I really wish I was in on the joke. So we've just found out how much it costs for Robin to dress you. So. <laughs> 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 Only five pound, apparently. Per item of clothing. Oh, Thank shit. you very much. Ah. Do you know, that's probably better than what I have on right now. Poor. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Have we run out of things to talk about? We can let these guys go back to the episode. We've got one more thing to talk about. Oh no, yeah, that's true. Right. Who's gonna who's gonna talk about Robin, take it away. What? Marrow. Oh <laughs> talk Marrow to me. Oh, so you just da, 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 da. Uh, Inspector Marrow. <laughs> that's that. not what I was going for. Really, was it not? What were you going for? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so really, I was meant... what, really, what were you? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to go for it like um Talk dirty to me, but then a bit I did was from fucking. Uh, no, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a number of things wrong with that. Anyway, drop and go. Anywho's heck and bamboozle, but <laughs> um, so yeah. So we've been we've been doing the charity shout out thing. So alternating between social bite and marrow. So if you you must have heard us talk about those times before. They are the subset of Anthony Nolan, which is the charity that science people on the stem cell register. Google them, have a look at what they do. It's very, very easy to get signed up. All you do is fill in a form and do a cheek swab and that's you onto the stem cell register and you can potentially save someone's life with a serious blood cancer or a serious sort of blood disorder as well. It's a really good thing to do. It takes you no time whatsoever and just gives you a wee boost in your day as well. There'll be loads of stats and statistics about the importance of it online. I can't remember any of them off the top of my head, but it is a really important thing Mm -hmm. to do and it's really important that we push it so it becomes a normal thing for people to do and also to appreciate how important that it is so thank you very much for listening to that again 
And is that all we got? We yeah, got yeah, you guys can and go back. And just to specify, and... this is a stem cell registry and not, which somebody from my hometown asked me when I said I work with Glasgow Marrow, not some sort of farming society. <laughs> <laughs> Someone told me, is that a courgette society? Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? Do you do county fairs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this, I am James and this is my prize marrow. <laughs> Give that to a kid with blood cancer. <laughs> Should we let these guys go back? And... <laughs> Have you seen how big marrows can get? <laughs> We're I never letting these guys go back to the episode. Shit, you're not. One was like the size of my torso. It was <laughs> Did crazy. you see the one in Wallace and Gromit Curse the Weir Rabbit? <laughs> well, I mean, welcome to our new farming podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen how big marrows can get? <laughs> well, that was so, that was so, that's such a beautiful moment in Wallace and Gromit when he sacrificed his prize marrow to bring down the curse of the, the were rabbit okay. that was fucking good well, one day we have we have promised to ourselves that we will do a Wallace and Gromit related episode of this podcast I've never point. seen Wallace and Gromit oh, oh so you are in for a tasty treat Henry? and I'm not talking about the marrow <laughs> shall we let these guys go back because I've just realised they're about I, to go into this the meeting that we've been talking about for about 10 episodes oh, that they've been waiting yeah, for yeah, so long yeah, and we are point. not letting them get back serious. to this Se- at the moment. serious faces serious serious faces, serious faces. Professional. professional Enjoy the rest of the episode. Steven's a dick. You're all right. You're all right there, Luna. You're a wee bit, a wee bit, a wee bit quiet. Can I uh, uh, pass it a Jawa juice? Try, try some of this. That's all. This will waken you up a bit. Do you try it? I try it. Yeah. Right. This fucking shit, and I don't know what Jawa juice is, because you just pulled that out your ass. No, not Jawa juice, not episode two. Dexter's oh, diner, and he, Obi-Wan goes in and he goes, Do you want a can of Jawa juice? Right, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Jawa juice. I'm going to invent now. Jawa juice tastes like motor oil. It just tastes like motor oil. Can I par through shit. it and just keep drinking it? You can. I'm and it's, it. You're not sure whether he's telling the truth and it is alcoholic or whether you are dying. <laughs> but I've, the effect feels the same. I say I've finished mine at this point. Yeah. 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 So, so one another is on the house. Um, I mean, I will, I will um, I'll take it. And he wanders off, he gets you another jar juice. Thank you, Mr. Whatever. Um, they what have very limited name? supplies here, but it's, it's not a... It's not a commercial bar it's just giving what he's got I asked the bartender it's canteen really for the bartender what is your name my name is uh, uh, Tom <laughs> I didn't make up a name nice nice <laughs> nice nice to meet you Terry oh yeah. okay you have a drink oh um no Deathly allergic. I'm Stitch. Anna. Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's what this is. Oh, Hannah. Oh, Hannah means family. Oh, don't. I don't <laughs> know. Nobody gets left behind. No, don't. I don't oh, know why. You... No, stop it. No, Terry, I do not know. Terry, I do not know why you're giving me life lessons. I'm only two drinks in. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me your life's a story. Um... I mean, you'll have to go to me much stronger. He passes that. out. <laughs> no, yeah. oh, he shit this job. He passes out because I don't want to do the voice anymore. Yeah, he drink, you offer him, you offer him some of the judges, and he actually's like, "You're right." He's having a, it's a he has a tough job. He doesn't get paid a huge amount. He's just he's basically part of the Rebel Alliance. He's just yeah. the guy who helps serve everybody food and drink. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, he pours half of your drink into a glass, or gets himself like a, his own jar juice and just shares a drink with you. Mm-hmm. What are you two doing at this point? Um, I'm sitting having a wee word with Luna. Well, what what have we been up to recently? 
like, so you guys have just got back from a smuggling run. Okay. It was pretty difficult. Um, you guys thought you were being attracted at one point, uh, but it turns out that, you know, Tokrin had been messing with some of the uh, tracking systems of the, of, well, some of the electrical systems within the ship, and actually he just activated the, you're locked on with a missile thing <laughs> constantly, so you guys thought you were being chased. I mean, it, it was I, I, I knew we weren't being chased, it, it wasn't my fault, I was just I was fiddling about and like, <laughs> I had it all un- under control, honestly, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I, I may have looked flustered, but... It's it's fine. It Woody had it. Woody had it under control. All, all, all. You're a, you've been a bit annoyed about this. He messed with your ship. Is Woody here? Is HK here? Right. So Woody is your right. So we have a droid within this. I have made up its class. It's a C series droid, but it has a weird designation. It's an astromech. Um, it's an astromech. It's got a. It's called WT four T. Yeah. And it is painted like a WD-40 can. We, um, we, we will post a picture of the one that I painted up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. from, from the uh, um, Chopper pop figure, I painted one of them up to look like he, WD-40. So he, I, this will be on the... You know, Chopper will make an appearance on, in the artwork that we have for the podcast. He's based very, very closely off Chopper because we liked that simple version mm-hmm. of the astromech droid. And we liked the fact that it looked sort of older and outdated. Because you guys found him in a scrap heap. Um, and kind of bullied a job. Yeah, he's painted. You guys have looked after him. He's repainted. He looks quite nice now, and he's and he's good. Fucking great. He's a C. He's a C series droid because that's what Woody uh, Chopper is. But he's gonna be. I think we're, we're going off the idea that he's been rebranded at some point. He's got W. When you guys found him, he had the WD forty um, uh, uh, designation. Yeah. I think I made up a WT WD thing like oh like work droid or something like he's a work uh, yeah. droid. And he's been designated that somewhere where he's been bought and had to be put with lots of other droids or mm-hmm. something. Um, so you guys have this little droid who has a red top, blue belt body, and yellow details all over the place, like a WD can. Yeah. Um, uh, he is. Do you want him to be with you, or do you, would you have left him on the ship? Mm. Is he drinking a Jawa juice? He does I mean, not drink. It might kill him. <laughs> I say be probably. Left him on the ship yeah. to deal with. He's probably Tokrin's just ship. yeah. Maybe like, he's, he's running like Tokrin left him running a running a repaired system. No, nah, he's just or... Tokrin is good with mechanics. He's not an idiot. He's very intelligent. He's he's fixed his problem. He recognised and he's fixed it. And he's just left Woody running a diagnostic or something. He's just yep. he's he's figuring out what's just making sure everything's up to shape. How's HK doing? So you guys also have another droid. Oh, kind of. Boy. You have uh, a very old droid this thing is fucking thousands of years old and the fact that it still works worked past tense you wankers um (laughs) no no, i'm joking i'll I'll cop that that's fine (laughs) i'll take the blame (laughs) um hk you have a hk 180 he is an hk series droid assassin's droid i love the knights of the old republic games he's based off hk 47 very similar personality, except the fact that he has your HK has um, black. He's black and has red eyes rather than. Um, do we? Yeah, we sell that black and, and red eyes, right? Sort of, but he's busted to shit. He looks old, so he's almost at, got you know from the scratches underneath. He's almost as silver as he is black. Mm-hmm. He's damaged and busted, and at the moment, just ahead. Yeah, the rest of them got blown up. He was blown up in an incident saving your lives. He is. He doesn't like you guys. He likes Luna. Luna shoots people with a sniper rifle. We have competitions. 
He likes you. You beat people to death with your fists. He likes I, that oh, no. He likes me. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. So HK is currently out of commission. He's just ahead. You haven't... Tokri's been playing with it. Hasn't been able to get it to work again properly. I mean, he can get it on. But... It, to be honest, HK's programming without a body. He's very old. You need to fully repair him at some point. We're not going to go into that huge amount. But yeah. you... Just to put out... You have this droid somewhere. Mm. Um, yeah. So Woody's back on the ship. How are you feeling about the fact that your ship was fucked with by Tokri? <laughs> I'm a bit salty. I'm not going to lie. It's just... I, I mean... <laughs> Some of the some of the shit that the the ship's been through. I don't know what you'd been able to do about it. You know, I I've you know I've been doing this for many years. Mhm. I mean, I, I, you 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 know for a fact you need me for the ship. But any, anyway, quite dead. Chug down your Jawa juice. Let, let's 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 go do something. I'll be um talking to Terry. It's like you know, Terry. These two <laughs> always arguing over the ship, the ship, the ship, the ship. <laughs> the ship. Terry you know, just looks you... at you. He's right. Terry hasn't had a drink in a while. He just looks at you and he goes, I found love once. <laughs> You're not a... You know, know was Matilda. I'd also she like to... She had the sexiest melted pancakes. Can I, can I just say, um, in like in canon of my character, I'd now just turned 18 recently, because when we yes. first played, I was 16. Yes. So I'm not... I can't hold my drink either. So I'm like, you know, Terry, you talk about love. Don't talk to me about love. <laughs> You know what my name means? Because I don't. Something like... Nobody loves me, Terry. It's okay. I love you. Terry, <laughs> I'll put my At hand out to him. Me, me and Luna are sort of mid-argument. I sort of like... like I'll put my hand out in sh- And I was like... Sh- <laughs> like listen, listen, listen to this. Terry. Do, do you know what you need? What do I need? You need another Jawa juice, my friend! I'll take he goes another Jawa juice. He goes to get a Jawa juice. He's like, Jawa juice on the house! And everyone looks at him because no one pays here. <laughs> <laughs> no one pays. I'll, so, I'll, when yeah. Terry comes back, I'll be like, Terry, you should not love me. I only hurt those around me because I want to. <laughs> you haven't hurt me yet. And he gives you the Jawa juice. I lift the Jawa juice very quickly, slide it down the bar. And, and I drink it. Know. I will kill you. <laughs> oh, she's, she's so and I like slow. And my arm will slowly <laughs> slide down the bar until my hair's like lying on the bar. It's like, forgive me back. So this is my this is perfect because whilst you guys are in this interaction, you're basically falling off the bar. You hear the door behind you go shh as they tend to do in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and a no, I can someone like kick it over. Yeah. Well, a young a younger in. human gentleman walks in. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no! Oh damn! Yeah, okay. The door shooks. I'm gonna do it this way. I have a joke I want to put in. I forgot I wrote this. <laughs> okay. So you don't really, you're not, no one will be paying attention. You're dealing with the fact that this guy is falling off the bar. Can I be trying to like lift him off the bar? Like Luna, you get tapped on the shoulder, and this guy who looks like the arse end of a baboon looks over and goes. And you're like, what the fuck? Can and I, then this guy behind you leans past him and just goes, He likes you! Uh, <laughs> fuck off. Can I translate? Who? I like you as well! Fuck you! We hunt down wanted men! I'm sexy in 12 systems. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Okay, I. <laughs> At this point, he falls off his chair. He's also way too off the chair. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to say, Umar would be a bit like, step the fuck back. <laughs> <laughs> what the 
No, you are. You are doing this. He's on the floor unconscious, but you are doing this to him. I'll, 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 I'll kneel down next to him like, you don't know who the fuck you are talking to. I'm fucking captain or some shit. I don't know. I got like two pips or shit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be saying much. He's on the ground. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> and the arse, the arse end of the baboon is just staring down the barrel. The I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, he, he, he's relative. just like... <laughs> looking at him. Like, Can I translate <laughs> what he's saying? <laughs> to Luna? He's like... <laughs> James. <laughs> James, can I translate what he's saying? Yes, please. Go What's... ahead. You, yeah, you know Aqualish. Fuck it. He's saying... You have beautiful blue hair. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it is the same color as his face. Mm-hmm. So it means that so, this bit I'm hazy on, but something to do with your hair in his face. I punch him in the something face. Something along those lines. You punch him in the face. Him in the face. <laughs> this guy's now down and out, and then, and then. <laughs> I think Terry no. just looks and goes, "Oh." Wow, the punch so hard. I think he wanted to eat your hair. So <laughs> <laughs> Tokrid swivels round in his chair as the face is down at the bar and continues with his jello juice. <laughs> this is a common occurrence. I'll, um, I'll go tell another jello juice in my hand. Come right up, and he walks off. <laughs> okay. At this point, we hear the door open again. And uh, a young, relatively neatly, for everyone else here, he's quite neatly dressed, actually. Um, young guy walks in. I mean, he's human. Just say. Huh? Nothing. You. Ooh, hey. Um, hey, sexy. Um, <laughs> no, he walks in. Look, he just had a chance. He just had a chance. I don't know what. <laughs> Didn't do it for you. <laughs> I mean, it, if that doesn't, you've just got high standards. Look, it <laughs> might have been my translation. It was romantic in his language. <laughs> right. This guy walks up and he looks quite nervous. He walks up and just goes, um, uh, uh, General, to- uh, uh, General, General, what's your, fuck is your last name? Gen- General Rodriguez, um, uh, the, the, the Admiral's requesting your presence with, um, the Captain and the Lieutenant. Is that alright? <laughs> this is gonna be funny. Because <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so drunk. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck, really? I thought the day was alright. Oh, Terry, another Jawa juice, let's go. Hands <laughs> out. Hey. Hands out for a jam of juice. The, the private. So this is this is the private. His name is Private Alex Vassini. Okay. He looks kind of nervous about the fact that two people are unconscious on the floor. One of them looks. <laughs> well, actually, no. He can't tell if he's bruised. Because bruise makes you blue and red. <laughs> I'm not unconscious. I'm awake. No, no, not you. The other fucker. Oh, Boone's yeah. ass bastard. Oh yeah, true. You're looking like. Um, I'm on my knees next to both of them. And like somehow he's... you've got the bartender fucked, and he hasn't come back yet. <laughs> he's not like. Can I take a jar? You can. You can't quite reach where they are. I mean, um, <laughs> um, he can climb over the bar. Can I not... remotely control my jetpack? Hmm? Does my how do I control my jetpack? You don't have your jetpack on currently. God you guys, damn it! I was going to. You guys are kind of wearing. So you guys, you all wear armored clothing of some sort. You're wearing kind of silly clothes at the moment because it's, it's heavy and it's a pain in the ass. I mean, we could always just. Do the story for a bit. I was gonna stick. No, 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 this no, is fine. You can get this crew quickly. Generally, to get him up, I was gonna stick my jetpack on him, just like control it. No, <laughs> you can't do that. It's made for aerial flight, not fine motor drone precision. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna fly him in front of him. Um, I'm gonna um. Right, Una, 
Hold my can. I'll kind of help pass for the is empty it, can. Why is it in a can? It's like, is it's it in a, a metal cup. Is it in a metal cup? <laughs> Hold my cup. Let me get us more. And I'll just kind of like put my top the, my top body I, yeah, I know what you on mean. the bar and the put bar. one leg up and just kind of <laughs> use the other one to push myself over. And I'm like, you guys hear like a shattering of glass on the other side and like he stands up and is like, oh, I'm good. I'm okay. No more <laughs> scars than I already have. You look around, you find the jar juice. You mm-hmm. get yourself, you get each of you guys another drink. You can take them with you. Private side. Um, no, you, well, you can bring these with you. Terry is lying on the floor. He is <laughs> curled up in the fetal position with his thumb in what you would think is his face Aww. hole. Um, and he's just, he's just like muttering about Matilda. <laughs> mostly. Um, while I'm behind the bar, I'll grab a couple extra jar of juice and just give them to some people. Like Aww. People sitting in the bar are like, you go. Again, these guys look kind of weirdly at you because they have drinks and they don't pay for them, so you're not really doing them a favour. This one. All you've really done is get the bartender so drunk he can't serve them anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take the drink. It's, oh, it's alright, dude. That's fine. Shh. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I'll walk off. It's alright, Lieutenant. It's okay. Is that my rank? Oh, shit. <laughs> what are right. you... The token uh, has began to walk. A, I'm just an agent. Oh, cool. Bye. Talkers began to walk out after. Yeah. yeah. So private, the pri- private Alex, Alex is going to lead you guys out. Or private, private Vicini. We use his title. Um, Vicini. Vicini. V- I, I thought I thought you meant like as in like Cheryl Cole. It's a new name. I uh, don't know. I'm pretty sure it was just Cheryl Fernandez Vicini or something. Wasn't they like divorced ages ago. Ah. Isn't she married to that? I don't know if they're one married, direction but person. yeah, she's with one of the one. Di- the fact that she's actually really? from the One Direction people. Anyway, yeah. I've heard they have a relationship. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> Alex Vecini, he uh, Private Vecini leads you through several corridors um, mm-hmm. and through a couple of different sort of pods. So he, he, some of these pods just look like connectors. Some of them look more like I don't know, like uh, common area or locker rooms and stuff like that. It, this place doesn't look particularly well to get put together. There's no real access routes and stuff. Okay. Um, but finally, he leads you to a circular room. A lot of these pods are circular. Uh, and in the centre of it is a one of those tables that has a hollow projector on it. And it's currently displaying um, <coughs> a, a sort of older-looking gentleman, sort of top half. Looks yep. like, I don't know, older gentleman of the rebellion sort of chap. Yep. Um, as you walk in, the hologram disappears. Um, stood at the, um, uh, at the projector is a... 50 year old woman of some sort 50 to 60 years old mm-hmm. um, and she is tapping some buttons and a galactic map comes up and she starts reviewing it okay. um, uh, Vassini introduces you to Carmela Zakarian okay Carmela Carmela Zakarian Ka- or whatever you want she's yeah um, okay. she is stood at this thing and he, he says right okay uh, Admiral this is uh, the, the general's arrived um uh, would, you, would you like to begin the briefing? And she said, oh, no, we have time for pleasantries. I've still got my drink. I'm still drinking my drink. I'm going to uh, crack open another one. <laughs> oh, kids, <laughs> diving. Yes, I know I why you said can now. my glass with the bar. What, what time is it? It's irrelevant. It's space. What what time of day is it? Is it is it you know evening time? You guys, is it after the working say, day? Uh, you guy, um, no, yes. <laughs> that tickled you funny. Oh, yeah, it did. It was mostly your face as you said it. You were like, "Fuck you" for fuck that question. You, <laughs> no, it's yeah. You guys have been up all day. Okay. It's, this is uh, let's say six o'clock. 
in the evening. It's not. I don't know how time works in Star Wars. It's, yeah. it's six o'clock in the evening. Because <laughs> it's in yeah, space. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh, uh, Tolkien looks over to and he's like, um, yeah, General Dagos, is this, is this important? Uh, yes, uh, I have a very uh, important mission for you guys. Um, are you guys in good shape for this? Um, we can do this later. So I'm, I, I mean, uh, humor me with it. Right, okay, well, we'll, we'll get straight on. Um, as you know, the Empire is, is all controlling and we have uh, been monitoring the motion. There's different sects of the Empire. We know, we know that they have a militaristic branch, navy branch, and several other. <laughs> it's alright, just while <laughs> Luna asphyxiates in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of nudge Luna over. <laughs> are, you, are, are you okay? Uh, what's your last name? Erebos. Uh, Captain Erebos, are you, are you, are you okay? <coughs> Fine. <laughs> she looks a little bit worried. As I said, fit, fit for the job. Do you know what? Actually, this will be fun. Give me a roll. I want to see how you're doing with the alcohols. What roll? Uh-huh. Look, I'm doing badly, and we can all guess that. Right, we'll just say that you're doing pretty badly. Yeah. Give me... That was me trying to laugh at this. <laughs> it's kind of like inhaled <laughs> some of the. I was. You know what I was actually trying to do? I was trying to like slurp. So it was like when she was like, That's what I did. But <laughs> it didn't work. I just ended up yeah. choking myself. All right. I'm going to say, give me a. You, you could use discipline, but I'm going to say use co- co- coordination because you're trying to like hold yourself up. You're quite good at that. So. How do. What's that? Give me a difficulty of two purple. So wait, so is this for I, all of us? So oh like, wait, so this is a good point to explain the rules. The way the Star Wars the Star Wars system works is we have um, coloured dye. Um, we'll each, post a picture of them or something. Yeah, yeah well, well, yeah, and look them up. They're, they're, they're basically, they use symbols. They have success symbols, uh, which is to do well, and they have fail symbols. And on a roll, it's success versus failure. If you match, if you match, you fail. But you have to have at least one unchallenged success for their roll to be a success. And then the number of unchallenged successes dictates how really how well you do. There are also advantage advantage symbols and threat symbols. The number of advantage symbols you get benefit you in weird ways. Like you can choose to do certain stuff with them in combat, or you might be like you succeed, but you have loads of advantages. I'll be like, right, you do really well on that. There's also threat threat ones are the opposite advantages. I can use them to fuck you over. Um, yeah. There's so the green dice are the basic sort of. This is what you use to roll you roll a certain number of them based on your skills. You can upgrade them to yellow die if you have ranks in your skills, so improved ranks, which some of you have. The yellow die includes another symbol, which is a critical success, basically. It's the Jedi lightsaber symbol, which means that you just did really well. In a combat, that might mean that you deal a critical hit. In certain other situations, I say, wow, you did so fucking well in that, it's the best possible outcome. Um, there's also a red die, which is the opposite of the yellow die. I can use to upgrade enemy stuff. There's also boost die, which are blue, and they give. They're sort of used. They they've got less of the normal symbols, successes, and advantages. They're used to sort of give you a bonus to your whatever you're doing. And there's um, black die, which are disadvantages, disadvantage sort of die. They're the opposite of a boost die. Same sort of process idea. And then there's a force die, which we has circles on it, that, which are either white or black, depending on what side of the force power you channel. And we use that for rolling. 
So Luna has these are all based off your characteristics and your skills, depending on how many dice you have to you have to roll. So for this, you get to roll two green die and a yellow die, uh-huh. and then the number of purple die dictates how difficult it is. So I'm going to say for this two because you've had a few douches. Which yeah. is a moderate difficulty. So just check the having a career rank in something. So having the green tick that doesn't give you any extra die. The, the, it's just the career the dice pull. career aspect means it's it's costs less p to upgrade your skills. Right. Okay. So literally all the dice that you roll is what's in the in dice the pool. Thing, yeah. 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 That's cool. In the dice pool. I. If we had how, how many jarwages have I had? You've had a couple. Two. I think it's two. You want to make a roll? I'd say one. You drink a lot. I've got you are you're an alcoholic. I mean, I've got three disadvantages. Did you, how many successes did you get? Uh, one, but then they cancelled it by a failure. Okay. So what, Wait, have you got, what? What, have you, what have you got overall? What what what's your final? Bugger off, you. Yeah. Um, three disadvantages. Okay. No, fuck, fuck off. Two, Two disadvantages. disadvantages. But no successes. But no successes. You basically trip over as you come into the room, um, and stumble. You don't. You're noticeably drunk. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really to fail here, but you are drunk and shall act as thus. I'm drunk and I'm proud of it. <laughs> We're gonna say. Join me. <laughs> you are at the level of three venoms. Ooh. We're gonna that's, we're gonna do this in that's venoms. half a pancreatitis. Yes. <laughs> so I've got. Tokrin, what have you got? Tokrin has three unchallenged successes and an advantage. See, it's the two brains. You like... are. Yeah. You're tired, because we've been acting like you are. Yep. You're fine. Absolutely fine. You're barely feeling this. Barely cool. buzz. Um, so she says right okay as I was saying um, the the Empire has many different areas within its control Uh, one that we've been tracking recently the movements and actions of something called the AWU so this is a small group within the Empire it's not known to many people at all even members within the Empire barely know what they do we know they exist but we have no idea what they're doing which is why it's so important we try and figure out what they are doing um, all we really know about them is that they're called the Advanced Weapons Unit. Um, <gasps> From Umar. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sitting on a chair. Uh, yeah, to Tolkien's face look. drops. Um, <laughs> she gives you a weird look. I'm like, okay. But um, she's like... <gasps> Ooh, weapons. Please continue. She, she really oh, likes weapons. <laughs> oh, are, we, are we sure we're all right to continue? Hey, look, look. Tolkien's uh, okay. I give, I give her a look as in saying, yeah, let me know. Tell me and I'm, I will inform them I'm later. I'm sure you can explain this to them later. Um, I give her like, I give like a bit of a uh, like weird smile and like a, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the only really thing we know about the, the AWU is that they develop weapons, advanced weapons that aren't available to the majority of the Empire that are sort of at first excluded for their higher-ups, and then sometimes later come down and end up in the normal ranks. Which is why it's so important for us to know what they're doing. It gives us an advantage to know what we're up against. So one of, one of our rebel scouts has uh, recognised the ID number of one of these star, star Destroyers as one of the ones that we've been trying to track as a member of the AWU. We know it's associated with them. Uh, he noticed this at one of the, He's been scouting out one of the refuelling stations and has been trying to track them since. A few days ago, they deviated from their hyperspace route and fell out of hyperspace. Um, and they're in deep space at the moment, not near any star systems. And we have no idea where they're trying to go. We we figure that, that based off their hyperspace route, they, they were trying to go to Coruscant. But he has managed to follow them and is currently tracking their location. 
Yeah, covertly. We have intercepted a transmission from the from the Star Destroyer. They've said that they have several traitors on board and that they are holding them currently in the brig. One of their em- engines has been sabotaged and they're currently unable to move. Their engineering teams are working on it, but the damage apparently seems to be relatively extensive. This is a perfect opportunity for us. We can s- we need to send you in with two of our spies to uh, deal with the situation. They have requested um, members of the Imperial Army or bounty hunters to, ex- to escort escort these traitors off the Star Destroyer and uh, transport them to a local prison prison ship within the sector. They have also requested two loyalty officers. If you're not familiar with loyalty officers, they're basically the guys who go in and question people about traitorism. They're mm-hmm. probably one of the most <laughs> feared ranks within the Imperial Army, bar the moths and the really high yeah, like mm-hmm. Vader and that, because they're the guys who get you executed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're everyone fucking fe- And they are fucking difficult to lie to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're experts in that sort of stuff. We're, we're going to send in two undercover operatives as loyalty officers. You, you guys are known to the Empire as bounty hunters, so they wouldn't look too, you know... You transporting traitors, they don't really care about them too much. They'll be pretty happy with you guys transporting the prisoners. Unfortunately, we don't have any option but to send you guys in your ship. They'll be sent under the guise that you are taking the loyalty officers drop them off, and then you will be transporting... You require your own ship to transport the... Um, traitors within you, you, you need your ship for that uh, we're gonna sit the loyalty officers on board your ship will be in charge of communications as you approach and they're going to refer to your ship as the common code name that we the, your a designation number that you're known to by the the empire and i wrote down a designation number here and this is the weird thing because your ship is a yt2400 yep. so they will refer to you as yt2400 673244tin I don't know why I called it that. I know that there's a reason. It's a joke. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> I don't know what it is. T-I-N six, means something. Six, seven, three, two. Uh, six, seven, three, two, four, four, T-I-N. Ten. Six, seven, if, if, if four, 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 T-I-N. If you can figure that is out, N? I will pay you money. Is it, it two N's? If, 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 no, T-I-N. If no, 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 as in the two fours. Are, those, are, are they meant to look like... Like right, right. First listener to email in with the answer if we don't get it gets. Right, James, say those numbers again. Six seven, three two, four four, T I N. Genuinely, if we don't get it, can the we T I N is something. It spells. It's like an acronym or something. Can, if 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 we don't get it, can the best listener submission for what the joke is See, get free whatever it's, something? It's not even like it's. We will, words. and I shit you not. If you figure out. No, no, not best suggestion. If you figure out what this is, and we will, we'll try never to. If I re- figure out what it is, we'll cut it out of this podcast. Mm-hmm. If I, if you figure out what this is and post it, someone does that, I will send you a Let's Try Roleplay T-shirt. I will make one <laughs> and I will send it to you, <laughs> yes. and I will name a character after you. Sounds good. Sweet. So what? Yeah. So what? 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 What's her name again? Sorry. What was it? What was the name of the woman we're talking to? Carmela. Carmela. So Carmella. she she says, as always, you will be operating within your code names. That the Empire knows you about. Uh, General, you will be known as Zephyr, as always. Right. Luna, you'll be known as Cobalt. Right. And Uma, you shall be known as. I shouldn't have drunk alcohol. Why did you make me drink? I can't remember anything. Uma, you shall be known as. 
Titan. Titan. And I'll of course. beat my chest slightly like Titan. Of course. And Titan. then just kind of like put my head towards Luna's shoulder but not quite make it. Yeah. <laughs> I can just fall. Yeah. I'm I don't know, Admiral. Advanced weapons unit. Is this not a this is a bit more than we've ever done before. Uh, are we... Well, what else do we know? How do we know this isn't a trap? This seems like this is some pretty high up Empire stuff. It's a trap! What? We, we, we believe... The, the, as you say, yes. The AWU is uh, an, it's high up in the Empire. Co- what they do and what they have is closely kept secrets until it becomes public knowledge later on. And so a lot of what they do never becomes public knowledge. Um, they would never use their jewel as a trap. We, we can't believe that that's true and this opportunity is too great to pass up the, the mission brief is simple we need you to get in drop off the loyalty officers at which point two men dressed in imperial uniforms walk in and, and step up this is Lieutenant Ramos and Lieutenant Glad his name is Lieutenant Glad Glad cool um, uh, these are not their real names these are what you shall call them in their, within their um, Glad and Ramos on the mission I'm not entirely sure what rank actual um, yep, fair. Uh, loyalty officers hold. I, th- I think it's, it's something around lieutenant or higher, so we'll just stick with lieutenant for now. I think it might be special lieutenant or something. But um, uh, they, the, the mission is simple. You get them in. You get the traitors. They will obviously have to have time to question the traitors. It will be imperial uh, protocol for them to do so. Right. This will give you one or two days on, on board the ship. Find out what you can. Don't put yourselves at risk. Don't not too much risk. All of this is risk. But don't get yourself killed. Don't breach the mission. Don't you know reveal the mission. Get in. Find out what you can. And get the traitors and bring them to us for t- for interrogation. We will then leave. The loyalty officers will stay behind, and they will continue as protocol to investigate the rest of the crew to see what the deal with. See if any more of them may be traitors. Aye. They will do the majority of the investigation. We need you to get them in, smuggle the guys back to us. It should be a relatively simple run. <laughs> Try not to fuck it up. <laughs> Aye. You know, I've got a bad feeling about this. Music from the beginning of this episode is not owned by us. It's owned by Disney and Lucasfilm and whoever else works with them. A man called Jeff, probably. So don't sue us. We um we're making this uh, this podcast to like promote Star Wars and go and buy Lucasfilm products and and Star Wars related things. Batteries sold separately. <laughs>